Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 341 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the longest running recruiting education podcast in the world. I got into providing recruiting education to student athletes and their families right after my oldest son, Parker, signed his national letter of intent at the start of his senior year of high school. Parker signed with Northwestern University after getting recruited by many Division II colleges and a few Division I colleges. We felt our way around the recruiting maze, and Parker did put together a list of college parameters and then a college list. I did a little searching online and found an email template for an introductory email, and Parker started sending emails and follow-ups to college coaches as he entered his junior year of high school. Then, at the end of the summer, going into Parker's senior year of high school, he expanded his college parameters and sent an email to some colleges farther away from home than he originally wanted to go. One email went to Northwestern, and he invited them to a showcase that he was playing in with some Missouri teammates in South Chicago. The Northwestern pitching coach made arrangements to watch Parker pitch on the Thursday of the showcase and invited Parker and Lori and I to visit the campus on Friday. A week later, Parker verbally committed to Northwestern, and then the first week of November, he officially signed, signing his national letter of intent, thus ending Parker's recruitment. He has now completed his four years and graduated with a degree in economics and is currently in the business graduate school. Go back and listen to episode 215 to learn more about Parker's recruitment. The day he signed was when I decided to help other families answer questions on when to start, how to start, and how to make a college decision. Parker's actual recruiting started at the end of his sophomore summer, but as most of you know, the actual journey starts in the recreational levels at ages 6, 7, 8, or 9. I started coaching Parker in t-ball, then machine pitch at age 7. We put a team together at age 9, and I did a combo coach pitch and player pitch schedule together. And we played in a local league, hosted our own tournament, and traveled to a couple local tournaments. The team we put together were all kids and families from our hometown, Ozark. And from the original 12 players, eight of them continued to play together in high school. As the team started full player pitch, I caught a lucky break and got to know a legendary retired baseball coach from our area. Coach Dick Birmingham came and did a youth pitching camp at our high school for players just starting to pitch. All 12 of my players went at age 10 and there were 15 or more other kids ages 10 to 12 that attended the two-night camp. From that pitching camp, our parents decided to hire Coach Birmingham for a five-week, which we did every Sunday afternoon, for two hours of fundamental baseball. That not only taught the kids about baseball basics, but the parents learned a lot too, and we were able to carry those lessons on for years. Let me give you Coach Dick Birmingham's background and accolades, and then I'll give how one particular lesson can impact your sport and your recruitment and probably your career and life. Coach's background information is taken from the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame website, mosportshalloffame.com. Coach Dick Birmingham spent over 50 years teaching tens of thousands of youngsters to properly play baseball. Coach Birmingham coached at Hillcrest High School from 1960 to 1984, compiling a 309 to 138 record that included the 1979 state championship 
and two other Final Four appearances. As coach of the Hillcrest Merchants American Legion program from 1960 to 1974, his teams went 484 and 242, with state titles in 1970 and 1971 and runner-up finishes in 1972 and 1973. Coach Birmingham, a native of Hot Springs, Arkansas, he came to Springfield and Southwest Missouri State on a football scholarship after a stint in the Army. After he graduated, he needed a summer job while finishing school. He signed on to coach Parkview's American Legion team in 1957. Two years later, he led Parkview Tastemark to the State Legion Championship. That led to a legendary career on the fields locally and internationally, as he also had stints coaching the United States Pan American team and the U.S. Pan American Junior National Team overseas. Fifteen of his Hillcrest players were drafted by Major League Baseball. Ironically, the 1979 team that won the state championship didn't have one. Birmingham, who enjoyed telling jokes as much as showing proper fielding techniques, influenced thousands of youngsters in the sport after retiring from high school coaching. He continued as he ran popular Dick Birmingham sports baseball camps throughout summers. During the first pitching camp our team attended, he was able to keep 10 to 12-year-old kids and the parents' attention for two hours by teaching both skill and using humor and by talking about current and past Major League legends. A few years later, we had Coach Birmingham work with our younger son's team, Sutton's team, the same way we did with Parker's team. Of the many, many lessons about throwing, fielding, base running, and hitting he taught, the one I reused the most was when he explained two things that keep a player from moving to the next level of play. And the two things are, number one, boredom, number two, being uncomfortable. Coach gave examples of both of these to the boys and used the two to correct them as they work through the skills of baseball. Boredom is an easy one to picture. In sports, you do basic movements and skills over and over again. You might think this only relates to 10 or 12-year-olds, but boredom of doing something over and over again affects any age and then your adult career. Back in my days, yes, I'm really old, we didn't have travel ball in any sports. Maybe elite players got to play for a travel team, but most of the time you had your high school season, and in baseball we had a Legion summer season, and we might have school lead a week-long camp or a local college individual player camp could go on. So even the individual camps concentrated on fundamental skills at each skill. You might play a game at the end of the day or at the end of the week. Since then, team camps and club teams have risen, and the individual skill camps have been replaced by individual instruction coaches. Today, there are two games a day tournaments with very few team practices. And as most of us know, the kids and players these days have instant entertainment and gratification at their fingertips. But really, boredom or concentration has been a detractor for years and years. How many of you can shoot 50 free throws and concentrate on all 50? Concentrate fully on 40 or even 25? How many hitters get in the cage and hit 10 good balls and then start trying to hit cage bombs and then lose some of the good techniques they had on the first 10 hits? How many of you catch a football with both hands without saying, watch this, and start trying one-hand catches? Boredom seeps into all of our workouts and robs us from being the best in our game performances. Even this is a type of boredom. A coach, or heaven forbid a parent, tells an athlete something for the 10th time, and the athlete shuts the noise out. Yes, I've done that as an athlete and have had it done to me as a coach and a parent. I'll continue to cover boredom in recruiting a little later. The second part of Coach Birmingham's advice was being uncomfortable. I can remember him demonstrating to the kids 
that most young baseball players, when they give a target with their glove to catch a throw from another player, the glove wasn't completely open for the ball to go into the glove. The young player had to rotate their thumb part of the glove toward the ball that was coming toward them and allowed the ball to enter the pocket of the glove. When the young player rotated the thumb properly, because of lack of strength or the size of the glove, it put a little stress on the player's forearm and it was a little more uncomfortable. Players in any sport will revert back to what is comfortable, even though the comfortable position of the body doesn't promote a good sports skill result. Other baseball items for the young player was to get their front foot down completely and get their hands in a good hitting position. And those skills are not just for young players. Football linemen work on getting into a three-point stance so they can properly explode when the ball is snapped. And it seems like I revert to old comfortable habits when I play golf and bad results tend to happen. Early bad results and body positions can be hard to break. Many young basketball players or soccer players work only on their dominant hand or foot because it is comfortable. You have to be uncomfortable many times in practices so you can eventually be comfortable in game time positions and produce the best results. So how do these two Coach Birmingham ideas relate to your recruitment? Don't let boredom keep you from doing all the work to get recruited. Doing research on 25 to 50 colleges isn't exciting, so don't get bored and shortcut the research. Also, many, maybe most of high school student-athletes only get excited, especially early in their recruitment, about playing for an NCAA Division I level school. Don't let other levels of play curb your enthusiasm. Many times it is beneficial to get any level of college interested in you. If you fish for only the biggest fish and you don't get any bites, then you might get discouraged. Spread your net wide. Playing your sport in college at any level is a big accomplishment. And finding a good athletic and academic fit for you is your goal. Don't get bored by sending 25 to 50 emails and then multiple updates. If you stay organized, have a plan, and keep track of your communications, then your excitement will carry through the process. Remember, there will be lulls in communications and attention, so be ready. The being uncomfortable part is relevant to recruiting too. Being uncomfortable relates to episode 308, which is called Time, Ego, or Money. Go back and listen when you can. Our ego can take an uncomfortable hit if you are told no. So a normal thought process is not to put ourselves out there too much. And then no's will be few. But as an old car salesman, I learned it was a numbers game. The more customers I spoke with, the more sales I made. And as I got no's, I learned from them. And then I got even more sales. As you contact college coaches, you will get the uncomfortable no or even get ghosted by a coach. You will realize that you may not be able to play at that level or in that conference or that you can't get into the school academically. Back in episode 272, titled Three Hard Things for a 16-Year-Old to Do, I gave you three uncomfortable situations a high schooler can face during their recruitment. Bringing up recruiting to your high school or club coach can be uncomfortable. It is hard and uncomfortable for a high schooler to talk or even care about the financial aspects of college. And it can be uncomfortable to talk face-to-face -face or on the phone with a college coach. Just like in your sport, research and practice, 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 can curb most of the uncomfortable feelings you have. Also, understanding that a no may be in the future, but a yes can be too. I hope by listening to these podcasts and visiting recruit-me.com, you will understand the arena that you have entered. Recruit Me and the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System teaches you the seven steps to an athletic scholarship. And new features of the 3.0 system are the new worksheets, the College Parameters Worksheet and the School List Startup Worksheet. The College Parameters Worksheet makes you think about what you want in a college experience and allows you to build a college list. The uncomfortable part of this exercise is that many high schoolers don't know what they want in a college experience and thus avoid this part of the process. 
Also, the parents get involved and start asking the what do you want question. And when the student athlete doesn't know, then some contention can flare up in communications between the student athlete and the parents. Here is a tip to avoid the student athlete not having a clue about what they want. During any travel, make plans to drive through or visit a college campus. Go back and listen to episode 206. One of my first episodes is called Let's Take a Drive Through. Your freshman and sophomore years are great times to research your wants and needs by planning some drive throughs on college campuses. And during these drive throughs you need to put your phone away. Well, except to take notes and pictures. Then when you are ready to make your parameters list, you have seen some college campuses, other than just a gym or a field. Continue to do drive throughs as you start getting contacted by coaches so that you can adjust your parameters list and your school list. Pre-work, research, and practice will diminish your uncomfortable situations in your recruitment. Well, Coach Birmingham gave our players and our parents many helpful and memorable baseball tips and lessons. His early pitching clinic gave Parker a solid foundation that I believe set him up on his path to his incredible high school career and his college pitching career at Northwestern. And his help with both the boys' teams for five Sunday afternoons gave them the love for the game. But in the end, it wasn't a technique or a drill that stayed with me from those early years. It was the enlightenment that Coach gave about boredom and being uncomfortable. Please visit the recruit-me.com website and get the free recruiting power pack. When you get your free recruiting power pack, you get a PDF that is the first steps to an athletic scholarship. This document was put together by the Recruit Me founder, John Fugler. Here is the introduction to this free PDF about the author. John Fugler is a recruiting expert, author, and former CEO of Recruit Me. He coached families through the Athletic Scholarship Podcast since 2002. It all started when his twin sons were seeking athletic scholarships a few years earlier. With a daughter already in college, he and his wife knew they needed financial help. Their sons were talented athletes, so the family received counsel and coaching from a seasoned expert. Both boys landed fully paid educations at their schools of their choice. Soon after, John co-founded Recruit Me, and since then he has helped thousands of families navigate the recruiting process. John has spoken to parent and athlete groups and conducted many multimedia recruiting seminars, and he developed the acclaimed Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship System. John wrote a book, The Athletic Scholarship Playbook, a step-by-step -step roadmap for high school athletes and parents. In this book, he explains clearly what every family needs to know about recruiting and athletic scholarships. John delivers a step-by-step -step solution to landing a scholarship at the school of your choice. You can find this book on Amazon in Kindle, paperback, and audible forms. The First Steps to an Athletic Scholarship by John Fugler Quote, I entered a world I knew nothing about and learned a lot along the way. In the end, both of my sons were able to receive fully paid educations at the school of their choice, but it did not happen the way we had expected. Unquote. John Fugler, former CEO, Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship System. As John wrote, that's my story in a nutshell. A two-year recruiting journey condensed into one sentence. But I'll tell you, it was an incredible learning process. I know I could take my kids through the recruiting process on my own now, but I've run out of sons and daughters. And I hope the following pages give you the tools you need to get started right as you work with your son or daughter in receiving an athletic scholarship. My desire is to help you keep the process as simple as possible. You do not need to be an expert. You just need to know how to carry out specific steps and carry them out correctly. There is a lot written on athletic scholarships, with much of it provided by fee-based recruiting services. You may be throwing up your hands right now asking, where do I start? This article, The First Steps to an Athletic Scholarship, is designed to show you the simplest plan to managing your son's or daughter's recruiting process for yourselves. 
I'll get you started, showing you some important steps you must take to increase your kid's chances of receiving offers of athletic scholarship at schools that fit him or her best. On future The Athletic Scholarship Podcast episodes, we will get into the role of the parent and then break down the three steps to an athletic scholarship. Join me next Tuesday for the next episode of The Athletic Scholarship Podcast.